Welcome to Language During Mealtime. Certified speech-language pathologist and children's book author Becca Eisenberg brings you creative professionals from the language learning and children's education field. With these ideas, parents can help their children with special needs improve language and reading abilities. Hi, my name is Becca Eisenberg. Welcome to my podcast, Language During Mealtime, episode number 87. This episode is sponsored by Presence Learning. Presence Learning is the leading provider of online therapy solutions for clinicians to serve children across the country. Its therapy essential suite of digital tools, which includes the award-winning Presence Learning therapy platform, interactive activities and games, and a comprehensive library of digitized speech assessments, assessments, has long helped SLPs serve students in schools and is now available to help SLPs expand their own practice through teletherapy. So today, I'm really excited to talk to Kelsey Brown. Um, Kelsey Brown is a children's book author of Come On Calm. She is a DC-based speech-language pathologist by day and teaching artist, children's book author, Come On Calm by night, weekend, and summer. She has undergraduate degrees in communication science and disorders in theater from the University of Georgia and a master's of science in communication disorders from Emerson College. Kelsey's experience includes working with and learning from the folks at St. Coletta of Greater Washington, Boston Children's Hospital, the Access Champions podcast, Imagination Stage, Soaring Starts Early Learning in Arts, and Camp Twin Lakes. You can connect with her at Come On Com Book on social media or comeoncombook.com. So thank you so much for being here today. I'm really excited to talk to you about your book. And it's, Yeah, thanks for having me, Becca. Yeah. And so um, anyway, so I'm going to just start with just like my first question is just um, is like, you know, what inspired you to write the book, Come On Book? Um, come On Com. I know that's a, it's a good speech it's, exercise it's, anyway for me. Come on, calm book. And I think, I actually think that word calm is definitely like the theme of how, you know, it's, it's been hard the past couple of years. And so I think that word calm is something that I'm always teaching um, the clients that I work with. And so I love that in the title. So Let's just start with, you know, kind of where you started, let's say as a graduate student, how you thought of the book and the process in publishing it. Sure. So um, when I took, I actually took a gap year um, between undergrad and graduate school. Emerson was awesome and let me um, defer my acceptance so that I could spend a year interning at a children's theater here outside of D.C. Um, And so it's called Imagination Sage. And it is um, fully inclusive and accessible. So that's really what I was there to do is to learn how do we make this art form inclusive and accessible to all learners. And one thing that I was doing is I was working with a lot of people who came from different experiences and different backgrounds um, as far as our teaching artists go. So we had a lot of like kind of artists first teacher second. And then we also had a lot of kind of teachers first, artists second. And those folks didn't necessarily share the same language that educators and parents shared um, about their students. Um, 
And so I was kind of playing mediator between a lot of folks and figuring out how can we um, best include and involve um, all of our students that we had at the theater. And so I was always looking for really good um, accessible resources um, that would kind of breach the gap between some of these bigger concepts, these things that maybe um, people learned in school for teaching or certain therapies, um, but weren't necessarily just out there for the average Joe. And this was one of those ideas that I, I was just like, there has to be something out there that is kind of like a more accessible, approachable way to go about um, kind of co-regulation strategies, emotional regulation. And I really couldn't find anything. Um, the market is a little bit different now. Like you said, I feel like we all need some calm in our world the past few years. Um, but when I first started working on this in 2017-18, um, we weren't talking a lot about um, kind of the socio-emotional learning stuff. And there wasn't a lot of good stuff out there. Um, and so I kind of started with a little poem that I had written and had um, a bunch of folks from a ton of backgrounds, um, including like child life and school counseling, um, kind of get in on my poem and help me kind of cultivate it to be the best that it could be. And I tried it out with a bunch of my classes. Um, one of them kind of coined the term nerve sighted um, before we were going to do a performance. And you could really see that on their bodies and their faces. And as we went through the strategies and we put it into our bodies and gave them the moment to kind of take a breath, like you could see that calm kind of transform the room. And that's, that's what this book is really meant to do. It's to find that approachable way to really transform the energy um, in, in our little ones. So how did you get together with your illustrator, Joseph? So Joseph's one of my really, really good friends. Um, I just happen to be uh, very lucky to have him kind of in my pocket. Uh, so we, have, we actually did a lot of theater together in high school. And um, he is extremely talented. He has um, his formal background is in music education. Um, but he went to a performing arts school when he was younger for visual arts and um, has taught both music and art um, at uh, elementary and middle school level. Uh, and so when I kind of brought this idea above, brought this idea to him uh, and said, you know, like I have a little poem. I don't, I don't know exactly what it looks like, but I know it needs to be both extremely concrete and like amazingly imaginative <laughs> at the same time. Um, I want you to be, uh, I want to be extremely explicit in the strategies that I'm teaching. I want you to see exactly what um, we should be modeling, but then I also want it to look so fun that you don't even think you're learning anything. Um, and I think he really, really nailed that. It was an awesome relationship because most of the time you send off your copy and you might get to approve a couple of looks or kind of style type things, but we really had a great back and forth. And 
he would uh, send me like all these things that he had thought about. And I would kind of share what I had been thinking about for every single page. And even as far as um, like doing the formatting and everything and the fonts, like we had kind of back and forth to say on all of it. So it was awesome getting to work with, work with a good friend. Yeah. I think there are certain just illustrators that you work with, you know, just in my experience too, they just get your vision without yeah, for sure. you even, right. And, and the collaboration I could really see in the book. So I want to get back to just, you know, the, the term, like we talked about with modeling while you're reading the book. Um, mm-hmm. And I just want to talk a little bit about your, um, your goals with the book. Like, I mean, if parents are listening to this podcast, like how best they could model language when they're reading the book. Um, and just any tips, because I know you have like this, like real, like art and theater background. Um, but let's just say for a parent who might not have that background or their backgrounds in like speech and language, um, what's a good way to start with it? Sure. Um, so as far as um, my book goes and books that are kind of similar to my book, the, it, um, you can think about it as that, uh, like the interactive elements, the engaging elements are kind of built in for you. So anything that you see the characters doing, you can do that yourself and um, even take it outside of the book to, um, you know, your everyday situations. So when I'm seeing the, um, like the astronaut, uh, you know, did you know that astronauts, you know, there's no gravity in space. When you're wearing a spacesuit, you can float around. So you can make your body big and silly and have your little one do that too. And, oh, I see a star. Let's reach for it. Um, I'm a big proponent, especially with um, so many of the awesome teaching artists I've learned from that you don't have to sit down and read a book from front to back to get a good experience out of it. Um, Pick it up, pick up one page at a time. Oh, did you see this girl's blowing bubbles? We have bubbles at our house. Should we go blow bubbles? Go blow some bubbles and come back to the book later. Anytime that you're building those connections, you're building those positive relationships to reading and, um, you know, activating those different parts of the brain. Um, And so that they're really engaging with the content so much more. So that's one thing that I would definitely recommend is um, kind of building in those kind of silly moments, those moments to like get up and connect. Um, And then the other thing is uh, just kind of connecting throughout. So once you've read the book, that's not the end of Come On Calm. Um, My favorite thing ever was after I did my first um, visit with a class and the teacher I, I, you know, I didn't hear much from her right after. And then a few months later, she sent me a message and said, you know, we use the vocabulary that's in your book every single day. It has become part of our classroom culture. Um, so this is something you can do at home as um, use those, the vocabulary that's in this book and the strategies that's in this book to kind of carry over throughout your day. So Um, maybe it's during a transition that can be kind of hectic. So you're getting out the door and everybody has their, you know, their snow boots on (laughs) their jackets. And that can be a very stressful time for everybody involved. 
So maybe right before you head out the door, or you know, maybe once you've gotten into the car and everybody's seated and buckled, you say, "Okay, I think we need to make some lemonade. Let's squeeze, squeeze, squeeze our hands really tight," and that's going to help regulate everyone in that moment. That's going to help regulate uh, the grownups and the kiddos, and it's going to show them. Um, that that's something good that they can do themselves. So that's the best thing about um, this idea of co-regulation or modeling is that, you know, you're really being the leader as the adult at first, and they're kind of being the copier. But the more you do it, you're transferring the responsibility to them. And eventually they're going to be able to do these skills independently. Yeah, I think it's fantastic how, I mean, I know that anyone listening to podcasts is not seeing the book, but just to kind of describe it a little bit, um, Kelsey, actually, with, with the actions in the book, those words are big. They're bigger. Um, like the word um, over here, like squeeze and reach. And I, I think that's also great for print awareness for kids, just to be able to point to those words and to recognize some of these words. But also just like the multi-sensory, how it encourages like a multi-sensory approach. Because you're not just reading the book, but you're also like moving and you're talking about like squeezing a lemon. I mean, that's like a whole like multi-sensory experience in itself is with a lemon. Um, But I love that. I think that's so great what you said about that you don't have to sit and read the whole book at once. I think sometimes people feel like if you don't get through the whole book, then you haven't like accomplished what you were set out to accomplish, Mm -hmm. you know? Um, And it's not always like that. You know, I think it's about getting a different kind of experience from the book. And I think, you know, your book, I also just love the colors. It's like so bright and engaging and it kind of like just breathes energy. Um, and so I could totally see like your background in, in theater as well as language and how the book came together. Oh, for sure. So, yeah. Um, so I just want to talk a little bit more about kind of like the sensory component of the book. Um, Because I know that a lot of parents out there sort of may not know like what, you know, kind of regulation means, self-regulation means, um, and and kind of like multi-sensory. So maybe we could talk about that for a couple minutes. Sure. Um, So the first place my brain kind of went is uh, to the idea that when, you know, when we're learning something, when we're learning content, um, and we're using our senses, our different, our, our, uh, like, you know, using our vision, using our smell, using, um, our vestibular, our bodies, getting to move, getting to touch, um, all of those are going to activate different points in our brains. And that's going to help our little readers really engage with that content so much more. Um, so anytime you can make something um, more, uh, you know, put more points of contact on something, um, we're going to have a stronger, richer connection. Uh, as far as what kind of this idea of self-regulation is, uh, that's the idea of, I like to describe it, and you can see it, Joseph literally drew it into my pictures, um, when you are feeling, and this can be, these can be um, emotions like excited and joyful. It could also be emotions like nervous, worried, all the way to like angry. When you're feeling big feelings, um, 
especially if you've been doing um, this kind of work for a while, you can read it on a body. You can see it. And I, I say it's like scribbly, like the energy waves are coming off of you. It's like you see those kids who are just like tingling, like so bouncy. Um, it's just, they can't contain everything inside their skin. Um, and so you can see in our illustrations, um, before they kind of find their calm, these kids, they do, they have these scribbles coming off of them. They're looking for it. What does it mean to be calm? I don't understand. Um, and so when we talk about kind of regulating ourselves, it's the idea of being able to, um, kind of control, um, control our bodies in that moment, kind of find that groundedness, find that space um, where we're able to um, kind of, you know, make, make a, make a choice that is um, it's not letting, it's not letting the feeling kind of dictate our behavior. It's letting our brain kind of really decide what, what we're doing in that moment. Um, So this, the idea is that um, our book has, I believe it's nine different strategies. Um, and so some might, um, some are going to not work at all for some people. Um, that's why we have, you know, nine different ones. Our, our hope is that everybody can find something that works for them um, in the book. And that was a big part of uh, the illustrations too, is to make sure that um, lots of different bodies were represented because we do want this to feel like a book that anyone could pick up and relate to. Um, so in what we call like self-regulation, that's the ability um, to take my feelings, to take my energy and um, kind of find myself again. Um, when we talk about like co-regulation, that's what we were talking about before with using the grown-up to kind of to be that model, to show this is how we do it together. Um, And we're learning, this is, that's really what Come On Calm is all about. It's something that it allows the grownups and the kiddos to learn these skills together and they can use them um, going forward. Um, And as far as making things more multi-sensory, that's that's really where um, that like, theater for young audiences, early childhood work comes in. So um, when I was working at the children's theater and now I still do a lot of that work like on the weekends and over the summer. And we, um, you know, we have classes where we're reading books with like infants, you know, no one expects a nine month old to sit on a rug and listen to a whole book from <laughs> the beginning to the oh, end. Yeah, exactly. uh, but that doesn't mean that we can't connect richly with stories. Um, so we use all of our senses to kind of, and again, it's that idea of reading a page and then maybe we sing a song or reading a page. And then we do some bubbles because we're under the sea. Um, I really like to get smells involved because at my school, we have a lot of um, people with sensory deficits. So we might have kiddos who can't see or can't hear. So they might not be getting um, a lot of our multi-sensory things, um, but everyone in my class can smell. So we can do things with candles or essential oils. So if we're talking about, um, I read a book about, um, it kept mentioning uh, eucalyptus trees 
And, you know, I don't know that any of my students had ever heard what a eucalyptus tree was before. Um, and so I had leaves and then I had uh, like the oil and we smelled it and we decided whether we liked it or not. Um, so they're building connections to the story um, in ways that are approachable for them and ways that are exciting, ways that don't require them to sit on a rug and be quiet for, you know, seven minutes straight. Um, and it's all about finding those creative ways um, to really engage in a more rich way and also engage everybody. Yeah, no, I, I can't agree with you more. I really like the idea of kids like just get, getting up and kind of really interacting with the content. Because I do think that a lot of you know kids may find a book where they have to just be sitting and then you know answering questions about it but you're mm -hmm. taking a different approach to your book. And not only that, it includes different strategies, these sort of embedded strategies that kids don't even realize as they're going through. And the other thing to also note is that maybe a strategy may not calm, maybe not feel like calming to a child at one point, but maybe at another point it can feel. Because I know oh, that like, kind of like our whole sensory system is so, it's, it changes throughout the whole day. So it may seem overstimulating during one point, right? May not be overstimulating, like even later in the day, depending on your mood. So maybe one of the strategies may not work at that time, but if you try another day, it may work really well. Yeah, I really so, like that. You know, I found that just even working with like a lot of kids for so many years, like one day they'll be able to do something. The next day, maybe you feel, maybe you feel like overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Um but I love the idea and how you incorporate it. Um, yeah, and one of the important things about the book is, um, especially now when we do see that socio-emotional like, learning is a huge focus, um, a lot of times we're still only talking about it when the big feelings are occurring, when the behaviors exactly, are occurring. Exactly. And that is a tough time to no, learn. Totally Our brains are not agree. ready to take any information <laughs> yeah. at that time. So with this book, um, this is um, this is a time when, you know, we're we're usually we're we're in a good place for learning. It's fun. We're getting our bodies ready. And then when big moments are happening later, we can go back to the book and be like, oh, do you remember in the book? We padded our, our armor like knights. Do you think we could put on some armor? And it's, it's almost like, a, like a, it, it's like a distraction in one, in one way. And then it kind of brings the strategy at the same time. Um, and so that, that's one thing that I always encourage is, you know, talk about this stuff all the time, not just when the big feelings are happening. I, I, I totally agree with you. Like we're not going to understand what the word calm means without actually feeling calm. Exactly. Right. And so I talk about that all the time. Um, it's and we talk about feelings, not when somebody's like super upset, it's not a good time <laughs> to be like, oh, you're angry, you know, like maybe they'll, they'll know that. But also, there's so many just different feelings. I mean, mm -hmm. that I agree with you. And the word calm, I think is, I think a lot of kids hear it in the, in the terms of just calm down, right? Mm -hmm. But and they may not really know. Mean? It's such a vague. It's so phrase. abstract and it never works anyway. I mean, it's no. going to calm down. I mean, it's never like I actually calm down. So I, I think that what I like your approach and the fact that like you're showing ways to be calm. Um, and I think a lot of kids just 
they don't, they don't, they may not understand that word. And I think your mm-hmm. book helps them understand that. Yeah. So and once we get to the end, like I mentioned, um, they're scribbly at the beginning on in the last page, when they have found their calm, their calm is within them. It's a tool that they have. Mm-hmm. Um, you see like a, a soft glow around them instead. And when I'm reading this book, I always point out, um, you know, oh, do you see that? That's calm on their bodies. And you know what? I see the calm on your body too. Do you feel it? Do you feel? Um, and we kind of talk about how do we feel right now after we've gone through the book? Um, like, oh yeah, I do feel calm. Like you do look calm. And those are the kinds of conversations that you need to have in order to make these giant abstract concepts relatable um, to a more concrete thinker. Yeah, I think that's fantastic. So do you have any plans for any more books? Um, yes and no. I, I love, I've loved this process. It's been so fun. Um, but like we were talking about uh, before we started recording, it's a lot of work. Uh, and especially when you have um, a full-time job and various part-time little gigs. Uh, so Joseph and I have talked a lot. I would love my next um, project that I really want to delve into are books that use a lot of good core vocabulary and kind of early reader style books that um, are geared a little bit towards older students and their illustrations. Uh, Because a lot of my older students enjoy and kind of need those early reader books, but so many of them are about babies and kindergartners and that's not appropriate for us to read about. That's not relatable. Uh, So that's something that I would love to do in the future. Well, great. I look forward to it. And to get a copy of the book, so just visit Kelsey's website, which is comoncombook.com. And it's also going to be available soon on Amazon and Barnes & Noble. Yep. All All right. Well, thank you so much for being here today. I am, you know, I love talking to you about your book. Um, Thank you for listening today. Listen and learn with us at Language Sharing Mealtime. 